The Dude Fox Podcast. Welcome back to the Dude Fox Podcast with myself, Ronnie Costello, and my esteemed podcast partner in crime, Paul McNichol. As much as we want to be serious with our opinions, sometimes we want to be a bit silly and entertaining by posting snippets of experience of pies at away grounds. The wee clip that we put on our social media, it was viewed over like 2,000 times on Twitter alone. Uh, thanks for getting on board with us every week, whether you agree or disagree with our views as well. You can let us know, or we are at Fox Podcast on Twitter, Facebook and Instagram. Coming up on this week's episode, the agony and ecstasy of yesterday, 10 and 6 for Sir Lawrence, 15 points on top of the league, a three-way battle at the top, as well as the Open Day, Mustard and Macaroni, the Loan Report, the Women's Team, On This Day and more. Plus, Shanklin Harris Tapa. It's all coming up on episode 13 of the Dode Fox Podcast. I'm Andy McLaren. Welcome to the Dode Fox Podcast. So we are back, unlucky for some, with episode 13. I would just like to uh, first make a, an apology and an excuse for me sounding a little bit like this today due to certain people scoring 90-second minute winners and announcing the Shankland of the goal has left me a little bit on the horse side because let's be honest, up until that point, we didn't have much to shout about on Saturday Nothing. and this is what it's done for me. Yeah, we didn't have much to shout about in a positive way anyway, that's for sure. <laughs> but uh, if you had told me... Uh, even five to three yesterday that I would be celebrating a winner against Arbroath like we had won the World Cup final with a club side, I would have thought you were off your rocker. Yeah, that was your tweet, wasn't it? Was that along That's, that line? I'm, I'm not sure what I tweeted. Yeah. I was on a high all night. <laughs> it was ridiculous. What an ending to the game. Yeah, so that's that's why I sound uh, slightly hoarse. Um, it's not your fault. I didn't overdo it on the karaoke or anything like that. I just um, celebrated the that that goal. It had to be celebrated. Well, I mean, near his tap off. <laughs> exactly. There was a few boys with their taps off when it went in. And, and the thing was as well, um, and we will look into the game, but just the sheer passion. Mm-hmm. That he showed. And what I liked about it, the first goal goes in. And the first thought is to do this. We run, I'll oh, go sell, but actually, no, 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 I'm yeah. going to head towards the. Yeah. He actually points over. It's like you're saying, get the get, ball, get the bar yeah. up to the halfway line. And then when the second goes in, the sheer passion, like people can say what they like, especially up the road. Mm-hmm. He's, He's here for the money. The dosh, yeah. He's here for the money. Yeah. The passion that he shows there, regardless if he loves scoring goals, which he clearly does, mm-hmm. that's something you can't buy. That's a pure, I'm involved, I'm embracing this project, I'm a part of it and everything else. Mm-hmm. And he's so, so humble about it. Yeah. So humble about it. And that, humble. And that's now 10 and 6 in the league, 11 and 10 overall. It's all right. Has he scored more than Dundee? Yeah, probably. I think he has. Probably. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's not hard. No, I mean, no. <laughs> I mean, it's not hard. It but really isn't. The the whole drama of yesterday mm-hmm. and that last five, six minutes, I would personally like to thank the Arbroath goalie for his hand and being time-wasting. Yeah, he, he allowed us to play <laughs> on for the extra three minutes. Yeah, which was frightening, absolutely frightening. But let's get back to the start. Let's get back to two o'clock when the teams are announced. And I'd left, I'd been in Heggy, we'd had a beer, mm-hmm. um, went our uh, 
you continued on to have said beers. I went up and was a professional and didn't over-celebrate or anything when the goals went in. But we saw the team line up. What's your first thoughts? Cammy Smith on the right. Or on the left. Or, or the wherever. Left, yeah, well, it depends who you spoke to. Eh? People were telling us, no, no, he's appears on the left and Pollock's up front. Yeah, it was, uh, it was kind of interesting in one respect that... Uh, Troy Brown wasn't playing, but then word was filtering through that it's because his wife gave birth late in the week, or he didn't get back until yeah, well, late in the week. I, I'm I'm not I'm not 100 sure. I mean, so we will not put this under Dude Fox fact category, mm. but speculating here led to believe he was away Tuesday or Wednesday. Mm-hmm. The plan was on f- was to come back, but again, wasn't the open day either. So I imagine, yeah, and we hope that everything's okay, mm-hmm. and he's just down there for an extra couple of days yeah yeah fingers crossed so that was that was like a pleasant surprise I would say because when I saw Butchers going back with Reynolds I, I felt fairly, fairly happy with that fairly comfortable looking at that aspect of the team and Nicky Clark's got an injury yes that was also a, a noticeable exemption yeah. and Chalmers was back on the bench as was Scotty Banks Scotty Banks as well Adrian Sporla Yes, mm. yes, a man I think we may discuss Yes, that, as this goes point. on. We will, we will. Uh, but the, the team, it still looked good enough on paper to to get the three points. That was my initial thought. Well, that's fine. I certainly wasn't going to worry. I think he could have picked any team and I wasn't going to worry mm. about trying to get the three points. Uh, but <laughs> it never turned out as easy as that, did it really? No, no, it didn't. It didn't. Um is frustration the main word, I think? I mean, I think for me, it was a real frustrating watch at times. But again, especially the first half, I didn't feel ever in trouble. I just frustrated maybe at times mm-hmm. yeah. with balls being either, and what I think it was, a lot of the final ball, you know, the final ball was either, uh, it was just off. It was it was either too short or intercepted or it was too much. You know, and that that was mm. a kind of kind of the story for a lot of the game. Yeah, I thought that there was a lot of times where we were just knocking the ball about between us at the back again. Uh, there wasn't many people coming and showing for it to take the ball off the defenders, which then resulted in sending it long down to the, the, the down the lines, the right wing, left wing, or even up to an attempt to get it onto Shankland. But it was yeah, it was frustrating, uh, frustration a hundred percent, and. To give our broth some credit, that was probably their game plan. Go there, frustrate them. If we can nick a point, job done. And uh, they so very, very nearly nicked more than a point. But ultimately, nicked no points. I, w- I was watching the uh, the interviews after the game. Mm-hmm. And, and, and obviously we're going to jump about the whole where we are in terms of the game and all this kind of stuff. Because we're not structured as Siggy's blog. Let's just throw that out there. But also not structured in his pie choices. We'll get to that. Um, so I was watching the interviews on Sunday morning for the open day, just to see what was said. I, I noticed some people I put on social media, but I hadn't, I hadn't had a chance to look at them because it was clearly on the karaoke sounding like this. And um, he said, you know, Arbroath, you look at the experienced players, they've all played a lot of games and, and, and whatever. And I kind of thought, I'm not sure I believe that. I'm going to check. Mm-hmm. He's so right. So many of them had played these games. So yeah. they weren't new. They weren't young kids. Real experienced players, you know, f- across the park. The problem for me was we, not not until we kept our game plan. We kept passing it about. We kept doing that. 
but sometimes it gets frustrating. Mm-hmm. But then it gets frustrating, the ball goes long and it does nothing. Yeah. And I think that started to real filter through to the crowd. Yeah. Which was, is, which is, it's what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. I thought we played with a, a tempo that was really slow. Uh, and you're kind of, you're playing into the, a, a team's hands by doing that. I mean, everybody that goes to see United knows over the last umpteen years, when a team sets up to just spoil a game, we struggle. We have, we just always struggle against that. But that's not to say that that problem is insurmountable. But we seem to just play into their hands. Like if we slow the game down so it suits them or we're going long and they've got tall defenders, you know, that they're just mopping up everything at the back in the air. It's, but it's played into their hands, I felt, for quite a lot of the, of the game until it got mixed up. Uh, but, I mean, it's obviously, it's obviously that they must work on something through the week. Clearly they work on something through the week. But then when, when me and another 7,000 punters are going there on a Saturday and you're seeing Butcher passing it to Reynolds, passing it to Robson, passing it to Butcher, and then it just gets launched up the park, it honestly looks like they're making it up as they go along. And I'm not saying that's what's happening, but at times you're like, come on, boys. These are professional football players here. Let's stand past, past your way through this team. We go in at halftime. Mm-hmm. What would your team talk have been? Uh, <clears throat> up the tempo. Play with pace. Try and get in behind. Try and play through them rather than try and launch the ball into the big centre half that's winning every header. I probably would have made a subby because uh, Cammy Smith, and I like Cammy Smith. I genuinely do. He, I don't know. I think he's he's just unlucky in the sense that we never seem to play him wherever his position is. I think like a number ten position, which years ago wasn't even a position, but number ten position these days in modern football, he never plays there. We we play him on on the right or we play him on the left, and he never got going yesterday. And uh, Peter Paula, another man who is when he's on his game, he's in this league anyway. He should be absolutely one of the best players in this league. He never got going yesterday either. Uh, and I think he was just sitting off just behind Shanklin. So again, we, we changed from a, or on the face of it, it certainly looked like we changed from the, the 4-4-2 that we had been successful playing the first so many games of the season. And we've went back to this 4-2-3-1. And I know like from that Q&A the other week when, when Robbie Nielsen was explaining it and he's saying, look, it doesn't really make that much difference. It's five yards here, five yards there. That might be, that might be all well and true, but when I'm sitting watching the game, it does look like there is a marked difference in the performance of the team when we don't have two boys up front and when they two boys aren't Shankland and a pair. We keep moving uh, Louis about. Sorry, I'm calling him a pair. I'm getting his name all wrong again. Am I? A pair. Well, it doesn't a matter. But Did we, you hear the three attempts out right yesterday? Yeah, doesn't you, matter. Yeah, you never got one right. Doesn't matter. But we keep we keep moving him about, and uh, he's he's no playing as well. And I know he's young, and he's he's no going to play brilliantly all the time. That's, that just comes with the territory. But I don't think us moving him from right wing to left wing to just behind the striker to up front is doing him any. He's not getting any consistency. He's no, we're not allowing him to prosper in a position. So I think I think we are hindering ourselves. Certainly, the last two weeks, uh, we never played well against there, uh, and we didn't play that great yesterday against our broth. So at half time you're saying, right lads, up the tempo, mm-hmm. let's move the ball about a little bit more. Seven minutes later, we're one nil down. Yeah. <laughs> and that was the worst thing that could have happened in that game because like everybody knows they're gonna come and they're gonna spoil it. If they get nothing's up, they're delighted. Mm. For them to then have 
a lead to cling on to. That just almost makes it ten times harder to break through them. See, up to that point, and you can you can take this from the the, the kick off to that to that moment the ball goes in, or you can take it from the half time to the ball goes in. Do you remember Benji having a save? No, nope, no, he was quiet. Yeah, very very quiet. And then. They hit the post. Yeah, with a raker. Which I was right behind. And, yeah. and I said, that's in. Yeah. Because players know when they hit a ball, it's hit mm-hmm. that well. But being behind it at that angle, I was like, that's... that's yeah. and, and how it went the other way yeah. and hit the post. When yeah, it, we, we yeah. got lucky there. We got lucky there. But, uh, I mean, that, that's what happens. I think we maybe opened up a little bit more after they took the lead, which we had to. Uh, but yeah, they could have easily hit us on the break again, <laughs> and up until the eighty seventh minute or whenever, it looked like they were their their game plan was an absolute master plan. It was working, mm. but then we made some subbies. Yes, the first one being a man we haven't seen a lot of 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 late. Uh, our amigo, Adrian Spurla came on, um, and I was sat next to. I think you said it to me. H said it to me actually, Big H, who's a big fan of the podcast, um, said, uh, I'd imagine that he'll, be, he'll go to left back and, and Jamie Robson will go left midfield. I was like, ah, probably. Mm-hmm. And about 30 seconds later, I says to him, mm, that's, that's not what's happened here. Mm-hmm. You know, Adrian played played further up. And I have to say, and I said this to, to him and Google was up beside me as well, I said, he's the he's been our best player for a, about a 50 minute spell. Mm-hmm. Because, and when you're a substitute, you have to be ready, okay? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're annoyed, you're not playing, of course you are. But I don't think you, you've anything to lose as a, a no. sub. There's a lot of S's in that sentence. I don't think you've anything to lose as a substitute when you come on. Mm-hmm. So why not go all out? Yeah, and if you are sitting on the bench pissed off, then channel that. Yeah. Use that to motivate yourself to have a cracker of a game and make an impact when you come on. And I thought that's what he did, Adrian Spurla. He did. he wanted the ball, he was playing one-twos, he was going on runs. And obviously it comes from, and what Robbie Nielsen alluded to in the post-match was, he was a wing-back in Argentina. It wasn't a left-back, he was a wing-back. Mm-hmm. So he'd have been so used to that role. Yeah. And I actually just thought, you know what? Fresh, a real freshness it brought. Um, it possibly confused our growth a wee bit as well. They probably, I mean, I certainly, when, when the boards went up, and I think it was... Uh, a parry that went off for him. Yes. A parry, uh, a parry yes, went off was. for Sporla. And like, I'm sitting thinking, I would have took Paula off there because Paula has not had the best game. Mm-hmm. Louis is at least showing for it and showing that he can maybe beat a man, get a cross in or whatever. He's, I would, have, I would have kept him on yesterday. So when he took a, a parry off and put Sporla on, I was scratching my head. Uh, it turned out to be Something that worked. Didn't want to go as far as to say a master stroke, but it did turn it out to be a positive substitution. But at the time, I could not understand what we were trying to do uh, at all. But uh, he came on, and whether or no it caused confusion, it certainly caused confusion where I was sitting, but whether or no it confused the Arbroath lads. Because I thought when McMullen came on, he took a little, a wee bit longer to get into the game. Yeah. You know, I don't know whether he we was... We struggled to get the ball to him, though. And, yeah. and then when we did... You seen what good. Bit of a wet fart, was it? It then wasn't you, really happening. Yeah, or one of them. You weren't sure what was going on. Mm. But then you, then when he did got on the ball mm. in that closing stages, yeah. like he would come so deep to got on the ball, and the run he made was a Paul McMillan run. Mm-hmm. It was direct. It was very. You know, I know where I'm going here, yeah. and he plays the ball in, and from where I was, and I, I'll give him the credit now. But at the time, I thought 
Shankland's touch took him wide. Yeah, on purpose. But the finish from the angle he's at yeah. is phenomenal. Yeah. I'd, when McMullen played the pass, I thought that's a good pass. It wasn't until I saw it back on uh, Arab Zone. It's a brilliant pass. It really is. It cuts them open. It's perfect. And when Shanklin was in that position, I don't know about you, I never had a doubt. It was one all as soon as the ball got put to him. Mm. As long as he doesn't make an absolute arse with the first touch, it's going in the back of the net. He just he rarely misses for there. Yeah. And it was a screamer. Buried it. Yeah. And then they go and... Because, I mean, I think we were all frustrated in the, the second half of the goalkeeper. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah, he was uh, he was saying snidey wee comments and winks and smirks to the the fans behind the goal. Oh, I bet he was. Yeah, and again, I've got an issue with that. Uh, my old man was near here in a cornery, apoplectic yeah. with rage. Was but, he? But you know, if it had been if it's United at Parkhead and we're one nothing up, I'm looking for my keeper to do that as well. You know, that's just part of the game. It's it's horrible mm. when it's happening against your team and you're just wanting people to hurry up. Plus. It's it's no for the fans to point out. The ref should be on top of it if it's excessive. I I, I thought the ref should have had a, a, a bit more of a stern word. Yeah, I yeah, mean, he didn't because he took ages, and yeah. you could see it happening. Because mm-hmm. even when I don't know when it was, maybe ten minutes from the end, and Shanklin went and got the ball for him, and he still switched sides, and you just knew. And I said, I said to H, I was like, he's going to do that. He's going to do studs on the post. He's he didn't, but he still stood, looked yeah. in, looked about yeah. a wee bit. And I was just the whole time I was like, oh, we get back in this game. Like, yeah. and then the goal happens. Mm-hmm. We all rush to the, uh, up to the halfway line and we start and, you know, the, I think I announced the goal and it was basically kicking off again. Um, and that's kind of what it was like. And then we start from there. And again, it was, we were quite relaxed. We were really relaxed because now by this point it's 90 minutes and mm-hmm. I knew I knew it was 90 minutes. Mm-hmm. You know, we don't obviously get the board in the championship bizarrely, even though it's, you get it for the substitutes, but they don't give you the time. Mm-hmm. But you knew there's three minutes here. There has to be. There has to, and if there's not, there's probably another referee getting thingied out on the Dodeville podcast. <laughs> yeah. Um, another one getting added to the list. I'll steer clear of that this week. <laughs> so, so in terms of that, we're waiting and we're waiting and waiting. And then we have a, a real push for it. Doesn't come off. Um, L- Liam Smith sends Bobby Lynn for his tee. Oh, he didn't have. And I, nev- I never noticed it at the time. Oh, but when you see it back on the on Arabs on, he skins Bobby Binman. He gets <laughs> right past him, puts in a beautiful cross. And even then, it's difficult uh, because Shankland he's just behind somebody and just in front of another yeah. Arbroath player. And that beautiful forehead has. <laughs> Liam Smith does the drag back, right? And gets to his feet, crosses it. I claimed at the time, I said, he's just nutmegged him. That's the best basketball I've seen. Yeah. He's not even near nutmegging him, but it's no. good enough to take it. And the ball comes in and he's between two strikers, yeah. exactly where he needs to be, mm-hmm. makes them question each other. And off the post. Oh. Couldn't have placed it any better. And then the tap was in the half position. <laughs> off he went. He's got his he's, he's got his vest on, yeah. looking a million bucks. And I tell you what, if that if you'd get better coaching from air, and that's the Nicky's in playing for United, man, he'd be Hulk doing there. He'd he be would, Hulk. He would, you know, be yeah. the incredible Hulk. He would be. You and uh, one thing worth saying is, at the time, 
I didn't even notice he had his top off. That's how much I celebrated the goal. I don't care what I was doing, but I certainly wasn't looking at him on the pitch. Yeah, well, I was did. I was losing my mind. Because that's um, that's when I, my voice kind of I think it was when I went in between Lawrence and Shanklin. It just seemed to go. And I, I managed to play this time because he went and celebrated as well, and we got the tune on, which was great. Um, and then I saw the yellow card. Mm-hmm. I couldn't work out why. Yeah, I had no idea who'd been booked because I didn't realise he had his tap off. At this I, point. I didn't even see him getting booked. I totally missed that, but I could assume it would have been because of the tap coming. Excessive celebration. Yeah, that's just honestly the one of the worst rules in football: score yeah. a last-minute winner, celebrate with your own fans. Yeah. Now, it is obviously a Dundee United podcast. Always will be. A little bit of credit to our growth. I think mm. they'll be absolutely fine this season. Yeah, yeah. I think they should comfortably be the the second best team from this part of the 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 world. Because they're frustrating. They're yeah. a real frustrating team. And like what they've shown, especially at Gayfield mm. or Howland Day, like I am I'm looking forward to going down there in December for the uh the steak and black pudding pies that we've been told we will get. But just it's a if you get hot because we're there in December. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's going to be tricky. Oh God, yeah, yeah. But I think they'll do enough. Certainly, with the way the league goes, I think Dick Campbell and his brother they've done mm. they do a really good job. But with five minutes to go, and he was giving it the big one to their fans, I was delighted with got yeah. the three points. Yeah, <laughs> they'll they'll be uh, they'll be relying on like like most teams to be honest, but they'll be relying on no getting too many injuries to too many key players because they've got a couple of decent defenders. They've got workhorses in the middle of the park. Everyone oh. needs a work. <clears throat> yes, that's very true. Uh, Ours were probably missing yesterday. Our midfield, I think it bypassed our midfield a little yeah, bit. Yeah, at times. Yeah, they were they were subpar yesterday. But uh, I guess all that really matters. I mean, if we go back a week, just between the conversation me and you had, we were thinking we're probably going to be tight, probably win by the odd goal, which is exactly the way it panned out. But maybe no, exactly the way we thought it would pan mm, no. out. But it's three points at the end of the day. It's the same three points as the three points that we got for Scud and Dundee 6-2. Mm. So, yeah. you know, a win is a win is a win. Just think, as fans, do we underestimate teams like Arbroath? Possibly, yeah. Because uh, there was very, very little singing yesterday from the United end. And that's probably because we're going to the game with the expectation of uh, of winning. Which is not a bad thing to have. No. But I don't know if... Um, and again, there was a bit of flatness. Again, the air result doesn't help. And mm-hmm. then the Arbroath game the week before mm-hmm. doesn't really help. Um, no, but I mean, we were... What was that? The 87th minute we scored that first goal. We were just... A, we were a matter of minutes away from going three games on the bounce without scoring. Yeah. It was uh, 88 and then 92. Mm-hmm. So Yeah. But we've got a difference maker in the team this year. And... Uh, that is basically what he done on Saturday. Hmm. Yeah, no, I, I just—it's one of them. I think we we can't. We've been down this league too bloody long mm-hmm. that we shouldn't underestimate. We've played know. better and lost. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, Queen Queen of the South last yeah, year. Yeah, but the thing is, the way the game pans out on Saturday. That doesn't happen years gone by. We don't get that. We maybe get a draw. Mm-hmm. We don't win it. Well, it put me in mind. Uh, there was one that we mentioned uh, on on the podcast I think it was a couple of weeks ago that on this day the Dumbarton we had them at home and it was it was one all a few years ago where they scored early and it took us until about the 87th minute or something for James Keaton's to score that's the sort of thing I, I was fairly confident that we were going to score at some point but I never the later the game was going on and on I just thought well, we're definitely not winning this game and that would have been a poor result 
in my opinion, if we hadn't took full points at home to Arbroath. But we did. 7,877 fans yeah. on Saturday as well. The yeah. backing's there. The, the belief's there. there. Yeah. And, if, and I'll tell you what, as though I, although I've said there wasn't much of an atmosphere, if we get a goal early and start playing the way that we can play, the atmosphere would absolutely mm. be there. You know, yeah. boys are choking to get behind the team. Yeah, I mean, the big thing for me, and this is taking the kind of, no, I'm not taking the fan hat off and putting an employee hat on. That's, that's wrong. It's it's doing the job that I do on a match day. And the thing is, and I've said it to most people, if I'm not doing that, I'm I'm in the Eddie Thompson or the George Fox. I'm I'm there. Mm. I'm there anyway, watching the game. Is that pre-match real feeling? It shouldn't have just be a derby. It shouldn't have just be the Inverness game mm-hmm. in the playoffs. Should be every week, yeah. A real kind of, yeah. You know, getting behind the and I, I, you know, there's going to be bumps in the road last week, and I, I wouldn't expect it to be all singing, all dancing on Saturday. But you know, the the days of reading the team out, people get excited. Yes, I know we get the team out, out an hour before, and everyone knows it. But it always used to be the drama of the game, mm-hmm. you know, especially when they were cheering their players. Like, yeah. I'm not reading your players for you. Yeah, I'm reading you a courtesy. But it's, it's a big but, day for them. Very huge. Uh, no, uh, we've said it umpteen times already. Like nothing's up for our growth on Saturday is a good result. Of course, it is. Yeah, piss poor result for United if it's nothing's up, but it's a good result for them. So yeah. you've got to factor all that in. Uh, it's sh- on paper, it should be a comfortable win, mm. and I would I would also argue that if we play absolutely to our strengths, it is a comfortable win. But you, you, it's just it's just a fact of life. Football teams never play to their strengths every single week. Mm-hmm. It just doesn't happen, whether it be Dundee United, Man City, Barcelona, or Arbroath. It just never happens. Arbroath will probably get pumped a couple of times this season, I would imagine. Hopefully for us. But we won. We shouldn't uh, forget that. Top of the league. Mm-hmm. Five wins out of six. It's not bad. We would have took it at the start of the season. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. My question is, you have to drop points. Mm. We're, no, we're no Arsenal, we're no Invincible, we're no that team that, that mm. win that. You know, you've just said Barcelona, Man City, these teams lose games. Mm-hmm. Man City lost the game and they went pumped on the 8-0. Yeah. You know, I'm not asking for that to happen every week, but That'd be great though. it shows, right? So, there's always going to be these bumps in the road. You're always going to drop points. Paul Riley, when he was on, made a really good point. If you go on runs, five, six games over a piece, over mm-hmm. seven or eight, you'll do all right. If we're going to lose every fifth game, we'll still win the league. We will yeah. win the league. Yeah. You have to lose a game. Now, would you have rather lost down at Somerset Park or would you have rather lost on a Friday night at your own ground with 14,000 people there from them up the road? Because mm-hmm. if I'm forced to lose a game, yeah, I'm not losing to them. No, no, because that that's the sort of game for United that builds momentum mm. and it builds a feel-good factor amongst yeah. the fans as well when you've pumped your, your nearest and dearest rivals. Uh, so yeah, that, that decision's that's, a, that's an easy one. Like You mm. would definitely rather lose. You don't want to lose any. You're certainly not going to be signing up. Oh, we'll lose that one. But if you're stuck in a chair and right, what game are you want to lose, mate? It's Somerset Park over a derby one any day of the week. Well, right now, it's looking, and I don't, I don't think it'll stay like this, but it's very much a three-way battle at the top of the league. Mm-hmm. Um, we're on 15 points. Our, our air goal difference is only one goal between us. Inverness and 13, who John Robertson's going to be saying, we've done all right since we got pumped on the first day of the season. Inverness have only let five goals in this season in the league. 
four on the first day of the season. Yeah. So they're doing something right up there. Mm-hmm. And they've got Cole Donaldson in their team. So <laughs> I'm not sure if Robertson's the uh, second coming of Christ or not. He's doing, he's performing miracles up there. He's done something, isn't he? Mm-hmm. So for me, certainly, that's the way it looks at the moment. I think you've, I mean, again, depending on how results go. But there's a bit of a gap starting to kind of go between. I mean, Morton are on nine, Arbroath are on eight, so are another team that I'll just well, not even name them. And then you've got the, the gaps, you know, five, four, and Parak are kind of a wee bit rooted at the minute. But you could see that in a few more games, you know, the, the further away you're getting, because again, it's all about these runs. Mm-hmm. You know, can you, I'm not sure, we, you know, you lose three or four in a bounce. I'm not sure it happens. Hope not. You know? Hope it doesn't happen to us. No. But you can. I mean, people people have predicted that the league will be tight and then a team will pull away. I think when Hearts were down, they just pulled away. The whole season, they were just leading and, and they romped it. It's so it's no impossible to romp this league. And that's what we should be aiming to do, I would say, because we've discussed it many times on this podcast. We should be confident of winning every single game that we go in and play in this league. There isn't any opposition that we should fear. If we play our strengths, play a high tempo and two up front, then we should comfortably, comfortably. It's only five yards of a difference. I don't know what your point is. But it's a couple of goals of a difference in in reality. Something I want to mention, Mm -hmm. because we always seem to mention on this podcast, tends to be pies and the like. Okay. There is a man whose real identity remains anonymous. He is a man who does a very, very good weekly blog, and this week is no different. I would just like to make a mention for this man who's working his way through the food fair on offer at the games, and I applaud that. Mm-hmm. He will also find there is no chilli or cheese on the infamous hot dog. But on Saturday... He enjoyed a macaroni pie topped with mustard. Mm. Discuss. Well, straight off the bat, I'm not a fan of macaroni pies at all. And uh, I don't like mustard. So that's not good to me. So in other words, it's... It's, it's a no-no for it's me. It's Well, it is. It's, it's crap. Look, nah, it's I a word not, that needs used. I wouldn't buy it. More. I wouldn't eat it. So Siggy, I would like to just call you out on... Uh, he rated what? it though, did he not? Of course he did. Nah, he he's said mad. It was great. Nah, he said it was absolutely fantastic. He's mad. Each to their own. He's a madman. Yeah, each to their own. He's a madman. He's a, a so, mad genius. Yes, but his blog's very good again this uh, this week. I have to say it's another good read. Um, man of the match, I think something apart from that man is the only man that can really get it because I think a lot of boys are maybe getting fives and sixes. There's yeah, it's a lot of mediocrity on display on Saturday mm. I th- maybe maybe give a, a mention to Jamie Robson I thought he he showed a, mm. a fair bit of grit and drive yeah. trying to get forward and do his bit for the team and he, he's definitely he's took the bull by the horns this season he's he, here's a point for you as well when St Mirren went up one man single-handedly took them up yeah. Lewis Morgan took them up mm-hmm. he keep Lauren Shanklin fit he keep him in those spaces between defenders Kind of touch away fair defender. Because he'll tell you as well, for 86 minutes, he was frustrated. Yeah. Really frustrated. Mm-hmm. For maybe his own game, but frustrated, no getting the service, no getting the touch. And he puts two goals in in four minutes. Yeah. 
That's that, that is <laughs> that is the reason he's on that pitch. Mm. He is a born goal scorer. And just, did he know how the post in the first half? Yes. Yeah, he did. So he, that what was that half a chance? He had a half chance, a good chance for the first goal, and no bad chance for the winner. It's a no bad ratio of success there. Ten and six in the league. He's doing all right, mate. He's doing all right. <laughs> He's doing better than I thought he would do because I was thinking he'll score a goal for every game he plays. Mm. So he clearly, 10 and 6. Aye. He's doing a wee bit better than that. He's doing all right, yeah. He is doing all right. I just want to fast forward to the open day. Mm-hmm. And it was another big moment for him. There was, yeah. Um, and uh, I think he I think he might have froze, to be honest with you, because yeah. I witnessed it, I filmed it. Do you want to take us through what happened? Now, we, we messed, we retweeted this and um, mentioned this on, in the afternoon. Um, do you want to tell us what happened? Yeah, yeah. Well, a, a listener of the podcast, uh, Big Andy Crichton, he was, I met up with him just before it and he was saying, because he'd, I think he'd mentioned on Twitter the previous evening, yeah, I'm going to propose to him. He had, yes. Uh, and uh, Big Andy wasn't joking. He showed up, not quite suited and booted, but he had he had a ring in his pocket ready to be produced albeit from a packet of Haribo Star Mix. But apparently he was telling me it's legally binding Well, if, uh, if it was accepted. So uh, he waited in the queue patiently along with all the other Burns and he, he seized his opportunity. He got there. He, I'm, I, I'm not sure if he dropped to one knee. I think there was a motion to drop to one knee and I think Shanklin might have looked slightly uncomfortable at that. But there was definitely a whisper in the lug of Lawrence and uh, there was a confused look on his face, followed by a nod, and then grabbing the ring, smiling for the camera, handing it back, shaking his head. That was a lovely moment. Yeah. A lovely moment. And I'm certain Shankland will never forget that moment. And also, there's a lot of other disappointed fans who had said how much they loved him. Mm-hmm. He's now off the market. He is, yeah. Jonas been one of them. Uh, Jonas Jonas uh, loves them nah. Andy Ross Andrew Ross and our, and our big Shankland yes man a lot, crush. Of, a lot of boys probably going to be after work yeah probably yeah. going to be after work this week heartbroken heartbroken yeah. heartbroken and crestfallen <laughs> yeah I tell you Andy you're a you're a, some man I tell you when he made a bailing for me I thought what have I done now I thought he was going to get out us I thought he was coming up. He looks, he looks pretty angry, but he was he was fine. So uh, he, he took it well, and, and it was it was brilliant for, for Andy. It was a good banter, good banter all round. That was an interesting one, that's for sure. Right onwards, Morton, Greg Morton, the Morton, mm-hmm. Slayers of Up the Road. Yes, uh, Tanadice Saturday. Let's not leave it until the eighteenth minute. No, I, I, I'm sure my throat and my heart could take it. Mm-hmm. I I, I kind of see them setting up as defensively as Arbroath did, but it's still going to be a tough game. Like I'm, and I'm probably going to repeat that phrase every single episode because most of these games are bloody tough. Mm. Uh, but it, it probably will be another tough game. But we need to get back to playing with the tempo that we started the season with. Uh, if we do that, I'm, I'm overly confident that we'll have enough. Morton, uh, they've had a good result there yesterday, obviously, beating the, the wee team. Uh, but when you look at their, their home and away records at home, they're playing quite well, getting some results. Away, stinking. So I hope I'm not jinxing things. But in the league, they've played three away games so far and uh, they've lost every one. 
So I'm looking for that forum to continue on Saturday. And we'll also be welcoming, welcoming back uh, Nesbitt. He's went there, did he know? And Robbie Muirhead. I think he went to Morton. Um, well. Yes, and so did Billy King. Billy King, so he did. <laughs> well, maybe just get Adam, give him a start, and he can just wipe him out. <laughs> just kick him out of the game. Just kick him out of the game. Yeah. But it's all right. I mean, the saviour obviously come on off the bench yesterday and done nothing for them. So we'll move on. Yes. <laughs> so there we go. We're on to Morton uh, next week. But like, let's, let's, it's frustrating at times, but we are top of the league. Mm. You know, we've yeah. done pretty well for that. We also go to Alloa the week after on the Friday night. Bogey team, bogey ground. Uh, yes. Yeah. It's seven o'clock for that one. Remember, mm. uh, ticket details be on the website. This week, I would think. Yeah, they're not out yet mm. because uh, my buddy Martin, he went in to see if he can get a ticket because he's he's off to sunnier climbs this week. Uh, he wanted to make sure he had a ticket, but they're not out yet. Mm. Yeah, he told me he'd be listening to the podcast by a pool in Magaluf next week. Nah. <laughs> Bugger. <laughs> <laughs> true story. Yeah, we'll say no more about <laughs> Absolute that. Absolute true story. Uh, so that's it. Let's let's keep it going. Let's keep it positive. Let's let's build on what we can and, mm. and get another positive result. Yeah. Uh, a couple other bits and bobs going on the reserves. Can we just gloss over a seven 0 beat defeat? Oh, that wasn't the best, to be honest with you. I mean, it's only the reserves. I get that. Uh, I think it was a really young team that we put out mm. though. Uh, there was, uh, I, th- I think it was essentially an under 18 side that we had out and they, they were a wee bit older and at that age you will you will notice a difference but it's, it still doesn't read very well when you, regardless if it's reserves, first team, under 14s if it says Morton 7 Dundee United mm. now it's, it's a bit of a kick in the plums to be honest yeah, with you. a little bit uh, the under 18s they won 4-0 on Friday against Queen's Park mm-hmm. and the women's team lost 4-0 away to Kilmarnock Yes and that is all we know about that Yes it was literally all we know yeah, about not, that Just not, the result Not a great day the office uh, Loan report The loan report It was uh, Matty Smith and Declan Glass They both started for Cove Rangers in their 2-0 win yesterday I think uh, Smith got subbed off in the 68th minute and Glass got subbed off in the 78th minute None of them scored yesterday but the fact that they're starting games up there is a positive uh, Alison Jones uh, he never played for Broughty Athletic and we're only assuming that he's still there on loan but he certainly he never made the starting lineup. and uh, for anybody that cares Broughty Athletic drew one all with downfield juniors yeah. yesterday my old mum was at the hospitality that yesterday so pushed more than likely okay. yes more than likely okay. yes I think that's why you go to those things. I think so. I think so. You don't <laughs> want to sell yourself short, do you? You've paid your money. Drink your beer. You're damn right. So the open day mm-hmm. uh, was, well, today, as it's obviously recorded. And um, I thoroughly enjoyed chatting with people at day and, and being about the place. Um, how was it for you? I thought it was great. It was a uh, it was a long day for me because I had the wee man at his his football from half ten. So it was from half ten to half eleven, and then we thought, right, we'll just we'll hang about for half an hour, and then we'll we'll head into the stand. But I think there was a few delays in general with the timings. I think bands were maybe held up for playing on the stage, and I think there was maybe a wee bit of a miscommunication because it was on from twelve to four, 
But I, along with a lot of people that I spoke to, assumed that that meant the gates open at 12 and you'll be able to go in the ground and sit down and then the players will come out and they'll do a wee bit of training at one o'clock. But it wasn't that way. It wasn't that way. So we were all, we were in the street. Uh, but they had, they had the Jim McLean, is it Maquette? Maquette? How do you pronounce that word? The, the mini statue. Mini, they had a, let's they had, call it that, yeah. They had the Jim McLean mini statue in the club shop and that was, that's really nice. Mm. Big fan of that. They also had the Tangerine in Black Abbey Road thing outside. Mm-hmm. The only issue I would say with that was they should have painted it a wee bit earlier because they were still painting it at around about half eleven and people were oh, losing their mind walking over that and thinking, I'm going to hate to go into my house, my white shag pile rug with these orange sold bits now. But uh, so that that could be a wee improvement. It could maybe, but that, again, I, I don't know when the road got closed because you can't do that if cars are still tearing up and down the road. Uh, so that was great. Uh, the, the kids, they, they loved it. There was like bouncy castles and all manner of things for them uh, to keep them occupied. There was hot dogs and burgers on sale at the main door. Oh, I seen you. I seen you have a meal deal. Yeah, I had to. I had to get one for for Leo. He was hungry, you know. And well, the boy accidentally gave me another one as well. So I just I got rid of that. Ah, so, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I never ordered two, obviously. No, but it was great, you know. The, as I say, there was probably a few tweaks that the club will make to it next year. But that was the first time they've ever tried something like that. I think it was a roaring success, and uh, it's probably just only going to get better and better uh, as the, as we move on. Uh, but the, the kids. After the training session, the kids when we were all waiting outside, and that was another thing that I would probably, and I'm not sure how you would do it, because the training finished at about two o'clock, and it was basically told the players will be coming out into the street, and there was, I think there was maybe six points six where there was... Th- six bits, yeah. Yeah, so there was tables all scattered about Tanaday Street for the for three or four players to go and sit at the table to get autographs, mm. selfies or whatever. But the hour wait in between, for kids it wasn't an issue. Because they're excited, they're just waiting. For parents like me, it was a long wait, to be honest with you. Uh, but we waited anyway. And it was uh, it was so predictable. When they came out with the players, they were saying, OK, uh, Ian Harks, Nicky Clark, so-and-so, be over there. You were there. I was first in line. Uh, and us, Benji, Dennis, or whatever there. And OK, there's sizable queues forming. And Lauren Shankland will be at this table. <sighs> Swarm. Yeah. I did say and that. No just, no, just Andy Crichton. Yeah. There was a swarm of people. Yeah. That was the biggest queue. Yeah, I did say that yeah. when, we were in the, when we were in watching the uh, the kind of cool down training session. Yeah. I said that he would be the, he would very oh, yeah. much be it's, the. Well, you know what? It's brilliant because the amount of kids as well that have got Shankland on the back of their tops, uh, it's fantastic. They've actually, we've got a hero now that, that the kids can look up to because it's no. Mm. I mean, okay, but it's a Franco last year. He was a workhorse, to, to quote your favourite word. Uh, but Shankland, I think because kids like goals. But kids that like football, they like goal scorers, don't they? So Shankland's banging in goal mm. after goal. He's going to be the hero. So yeah, he had the biggest line uh, for his autograph and picture. And he was at a table with Scotty Banks and uh, the big-footed Liam Smith. And they were just kind of... He's plus ones. Basically, they, they were getting a couple of autograph shouts and kind of get a pick of you, but in the main, it was Sir Lawrence that was doing all the work at that table. So a few weeks ago, mm-hmm. there was a Dode Fox fact about Mr. Smith of the Liams 
shoe size did you ask or did you bottle the opportunity to ask? I completely bottled it. <laughs> yeah. I completely froze on the big stage run. You were yeah. I had I two did. options. I thought I could either ask him or I could drop my pen and crawl under the desk and look at the tongue on his shoe. Yeah. And I, I, I done I done neither. neither. I, I, I shit my brakes. I really did. <laughs> I noticed. Yeah. yeah I, was I think that, you know why? Because I think you got really starstruck when Ian Hart's walked past you. Maybe. Remember that? Man? Maybe. Remember that? I said, hi, Ian. <laughs> Yeah. But I think I think that's what happened in my voice, but I think I had a bit of Leo's hot dog stuck in no, my throat, and that's why no, it happened. I don't think you did. It was so funny. No, I, th- oh, yeah. I think you're uh, you're telling lies. No, no, no. Believe me, there were people standing next to me that also witnessed such love, and you you are you are the hearts for eyes emoji that you send on a phone <laughs> to Ian Harks. That is now you. Um, it's like Beatlemania when I see him. It, it kind of was, you know. You know, it was. Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm glad he's now got his own security, to be fair. Um, that, that's purely because of me. <laughs> <laughs> but I no, can't I mean, deny it. Yeah, and um, obviously uh, before it, um, when we were in the in the ground, I'd done a wee welcome of, and again apologised for this mm-hmm. throat, and then handed over to my uh, illustrious fellow fan. Yeah, he was good. Uh, Brian, who's, he's... Uh, He's a really good character, isn't he? Mm. He's such a passionate United fan. Yeah. And I've saw him at dinners before and always wondered if it was an act. And I was kind of lucky enough to chat to him for about 10 minutes before. We were trying to work out the times because things were running a wee bit behind. And he was brilliant. And just some of the stories he was telling about um, some of the games he'd been to and like he's still got, he's got a season ticket in the George Fox stand. Yeah. You know? And yeah, I've seen him loads of times. He was at the air games. last week mm-hmm. and stuff like that. And, you know, he kind of said as well, you know, we could still be at air now in the score. Yeah. We'd have had a hundred shots been out, but just the, the stories of him being at the bigger games, but he realises as well that, yeah, we, we can, we can go in the back of, you know, all the players and the Barcelonas and the, even the Scottish Cup win in 2010. Mm-hmm. It's, 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 yeah. it, it's right. What is right now? And he was the same. He was like, yeah. no, he was great. I like these, I like these wee line of, yeah, people love Dundee. It's a place on the up. No, just because of the V&A and we've got two bridges <laughs> and we've got two universities, but we've only got one football team. <laughs> Come away, United. Yeah. And he's, um, <laughs> yeah, some of his fa- family are, uh, Dundee fans is their yeah. choice. Yeah, we've all got our cross to bear. <laughs> we've all got something was, that we're uh, not proud of. He was, he was, he was really good. He was really good. Yeah, he was fantastic. But yeah, I mean, I kind of enjoyed it. It was good, kind of just milling. But because it ran sort of a wee bit behind, I was kind of just chatting away, and I met Big Andy, mm-hmm. um, and I only obviously knew about the big proposal because of Twitter, and he was very open with that. Yeah. Uh, so I met him, I met a few other guys again. People introduced me with a Twitter handle, yeah, and if it's I, no their name, I kind of forget it. Yeah, I, I had that a couple of times today. There was one Dave, so uh, th- thank you for introducing yourself, Dave. But I, f- I forget it was like Dave eight four six three something something. Oh, right, okay. I do forget, but I had a wee chat with him, and I'm also owe somebody an apology. Uh, uh, I was in the queue for the Shankland autograph and selfie w- with the young lad, uh, and the young lad. Uh, well, that, honestly, the photo bomber. Yes, and that's why I'm, I'm due Gordon Murray an apology, though, as like myself, he waited in that queue with his young lad to get a pick with Sir Lawrence, and when he finally reached the promised land and asks his son to just mosey into Shankland, say cheese, Leo's only gone and photobombed him, leaned into the bloody picture. So Gordon, 
I'd like to apologise profusely for my son's buffoonery. Clearly, some of his mother's genes were to the forefront today. <laughs> I, I, I'm, he's grounded. He's grounded. I'm, I'm really sorry about that. I ruined the perfectly good four. It's <laughs> quite funny, though. He was having a bit, Billy was he was on the bouncy castle and Leo loved it. That. Leo, the kids loved it. That's mm. why I'm saying it's a roaring success. There was things that I noticed that, and probably everybody noticed that will be improved upon next mm. year, uh, definitely. But it was fantastic for a first attempt. It was brilliant. And of course, Wayne was on the stage. Wayne O'Hare was on, giving us a bit of loves in the air and, and all that. That was great. It's a no bad chanter. He's he likes a chant. Mm-hmm. He likes a chant. Yeah. Please release me. He sung that. Oh, did he? Yeah. Oh, I missed that. Yeah. Oh, okay. But he sung the proper words. What's all that about? I know. Especially on Tanadice Street. What are you doing, Wayne? <laughs> uh, but no, I think it was, uh, I think overall they sold, all the goodie bags got sold. They sold out, which was phenomenal. Um, there'll be a lot of people probably now home with their goodie bag mm-hmm. and find they're a winner because it was a... Uh, yeah, the penalty comp. Apparently there was a penalty comp if you were a kid and there was a crossbar challenge if you were adults, so we only managed to get six of the winners, but it was it was a good laugh. Yeah. It was a good laugh. You know, never trust a lefty, obviously. And uh, the older gentleman then just proved me wrong in a second shot when he smashed the crossbar. Oh, it's beautiful. <laughs> it went in off the underside of the bar. It was perfect. It was uh yeah, it was one of them. But no, it was uh, it was good and then let's see I'm I disappeared just before the players were coming out from mm. the for the hysteria of the queue yeah. up for Shankland. Yeah, no, it was good. It was fairly well organised. Uh, obviously, you, you kind of get away from the fact people are still going to have to queue up for these things. The steward behind Shankland, he was losing his mind about it, people. For, <laughs> I'm not sure why. I think it's because people were maybe, people were trying to get in at the side and just jump the whole queue and just mm. try and get a sneaky photo but he was the steward was then losing the plot with the people that were doing that and the people at the front of the queue and he was trying to get the people at the front of the queue to go back and boys in the queue are like you should really be starting for the back and tell them to move back or be like domino effect have the oldest top allure uh, but he was just overzealous he was probably a D so I'll not hold that against him did you get around all the others or was was the, the wee man just the, one the, this will amaze you Ron I went from Shankland Liam Smith and Scotty Banks table to the table where Ian Harks was I am I mean pure luck it was it was on my way up the road and it was the last table mm. and the restraining order doesn't kick in until the morning, the morning. <laughs> so that's why I'm taking my chances who was on the, that table it was Harks uh, Logan Chalmers Sporla and mi amigo Louis Apre oh ok mm. so you were in there did you you were the, you know, heart for eyes emoji, obviously. Yeah, yeah, it was, it was cool. You know, me and me and Ian had a moment. I went in for the hug. He dipped it, so there was no hug. But it was good. The wee man had a ball. Yeah, we've all been there. You can always just blame on him. I mean, you do most times. He, here, oh, truth be told, he didn't even want to go the open day. I was like, look, Ian Harks will be there. We're going. Get your strip on. Show your pass. Move on. Move on now, <laughs> uh, but no, and we'll, we're um, we're going to get a community trust kind of update over the next couple of weeks. We're going to try and sit down with a couple of them, find out what other kind of events they're doing. You know, it's a massive event, the Open Day for for them and for Dundee United that they're they're kind of working on. Obviously, you yourself are kind of involved in some of the bits and bobs that they do, but mm. to find out what the the bigger picture is, because I think it's got it's one of those. Um, Dropey will call it ducked. 
Yes, I don't like that. Yeah, no, that was none nah. of that as well. There was nah. a man who remain, shall remain nameless said that to me today, and I was like, I'm not for that. I'm nah. not calling it duck. No, I've heard that as well. And when I first heard that, I was like, what, what's that? Yeah. Tape? Yeah. I was like, no, you're not your community. Nah, I'm I was not like, having oh, it. I don't like that. No having it. Nah. No having it. Skin um, was crawling. So, for all the kind of other bits that we do, I think because they are a kind of umbrella of everything else, it would be great to find out mm. uh, what we do. So, we're planning to do that over the next. Yeah. Um, the next few weeks uh, as always you know the podcast always kind of change and evolving we're all trying to do stuff you know have guests on and you know kind of people that have got other affiliations with united and people we speak to so there's lots of characters yeah. and we'll always kind of kind of move it along you know mm-hmm. it makes things a lot easier when we win the community trust though we should uh give them a mention certainly because they won the best professional club in the community this week through at an awards ceremony i think it was at hamden park it was yeah so that's United one again at Hamden. That's unheard of. Yeah, uh, we didn't go to penalties, that's how. No, thankfully, thankfully, because <laughs> I would imagine Jamie would have scooped his right over the bar. But it's a great achievement. Uh, everyone that's affiliated with the Community Trust should feel a massive sense of pride at what has been achieved uh, in, in a relatively short space of time. Every member of the Trust work tirelessly and some of them work like hellishly long hours as well. Do you see them at all time of day? Mm. They uh, also won, um, they also previously won East Region Best Football for All Project as well. Was that the one at Dens? Well, we always win at Dens. Yeah, we always win <laughs> at Dens. Come on. Yeah. But that, that, again, it just shows the work and obviously we'd... It's brilliant. We had a bit of a chat with them when we were doing the um, the Andy McLaren Curie, mm-hmm. uh, some of the stuff that they do and some of those events that... You know, people maybe do just assume it's the club that are doing it, but it was actually for the community trust yes. to help with money to go through yeah. to certain projects that they run, which yeah, is I just think that was to brilliant. mental health, the yeah. Andy McLaren. Yeah. yeah, no, they're fantastic. I mean, I'm trying trying my best to assist them this year with the the organising with a Christmas Day meal as well, and I'm that's that's absolutely my privilege to be a part of that. I'm looking forward to that. I'm I'm sure I'll still have to go to and attend numerous meetings about that but the actual day itself I'm really looking forward to mucking in yeah I mean they're, they're, what's basically how many community trust if you haven't seen the update it's on the um, the club website dundee19fc.co.uk there's a new five year strategic plan which will be launched publicly in the coming months and it's basically going to outline the kind of vision for the trust uh, the city everyone linked with the trust you know and kind of what the future holds and one and I said this during the match when we were on about um, the award and stuff but the community trust d- delivers a wide variety of projects to over 500 mm-hmm. regular users every single week yeah right so there's participants ranging from 18 months to 90 years old yeah you know whether it's walking football or, or anything just yeah. absolutely anything, do so much yeah other stuff they do, they provide support in areas such as education, attainment, assistance to local families, um, you know, especially in areas of, you know, um, children and adults with disability, um, who are kind of deprived of kind of everyday things and stuff, which is a massive, massive impact that they can have. You know, they do targeted events, you know, the Christmas Day meal yeah. uh, was mentioned, you know, and the growth has been massive because what I... It didn't realise it maybe passed me by. The community trust is only three years old. Yeah, yeah, that's, three years. That's why I'm saying in such a relatively short space of time to uh, to be recognised by their peers as being the best at what they do. It's it's phenomenal. What an achievement! So congratulations to the to the lot of them and, yeah. and any of the volunteers. Oh yeah, I mean for the people that you know that give up uh, 
all their time to do stuff like that. It's just absolutely brilliant as mm. well. So to Jamie and all the team, I spent a lot of time with Paul today actually, um, just chatting about sort of the day and the event and stuff. But everything like that, they are such a good group of guys and girls mm. and everyone that pulls in, the volunteers and everything. So from certainly myself, Paul, and I would imagine every single person that listens to our podcast, you know, they can appreciate we take a moment for the work that the Community Trust do, which is just unbelievable and to be involved in a tiny part of even the Q&A event yeah. was just absolutely massive mm-hmm. absolutely massive if people do want to get more involved by the way the trust you can always get more information uh, but they're actually looking for a trustee at the minute as well so if people do want to get more information go to the website dundeeunitedfc.co.uk it's on there and it's on the Community Trust Facebook and there's a link through the Twitter page as well which is just at Dundee United C D. Well done. There we go. Magnificent. Oh, I know. I know. I know. Magnificent. I know. You've done that before, Ron. I have. I have. But honestly, I just doff thy cap to Equinity yeah. Trust. Right. There's only one way, as we always get to finish off on the podcast. We like to have a wee look at on this day. We have got games, we have got signings, and we have got birthdays today. I will start with games. Let's go back to 2017. We stopped our run of league games without a win, with a hard-fought but deserved win over... Morton. Greenock Morton. Uh, We'd got three games out of a win. Goals from James Keatings and Scott McDonald got us a 2-1 victory at Tannadice. In 2008, first half goals from David Goodwill and Scott Robertson put us into the Cooperative Insurance Cup quarterfinals after dispatching Airdrie by two goals to nil. Uh, we also faced Morton again in 2003, this time in the League Cup second round. The starting 11 that day was an interesting one. Mm-hmm. Tony Bullock. I saw him in the tune on Friday. <laughs> Did you know? Yeah. Is that another guy you follow about? Or uh, just, no? He's, I'm saying nothing. Nope. I'm saying nothing. Uh, Jim Patterson. Step over King. Yep. Chris Innes. He was actually best pals of my cousin when he was up here. He always looked like he was wanting to fight somebody. The, yeah. way, he, the way he carried Come himself. Come from Gretna, didn't he? He yeah. from Gretna. Yeah. Probably a good coin, mm. usual. Uh, Stuart Duff. Mm. Danny Griffin. Mm. No bad at three kicks. Alan Archibald. No. Nah. Big Archie. Andy McLaren. Hero. Charlie Miller. Yeah, he was no bad. Derek McInnes. Yeah. He's, yes. up, he's up the road now. Yeah, he scored a good goal though. I mean, the goal he scored. Oh, he scored a raker. Yeah. Uh, Jason Scotland. Oh, he was. He's not good enough. And Agent McIntyre. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the bench was made up, by the way. Paul Gallagher, David McCracken, Mark Kerr, Jesus, Colin Samuel, and Billy Dodds. Dodgy on the bench. Yeah, it was. Yeah. And Andy McLaren goal and a double from Agent McIntyre put us through See, three goals. I saw uh, David McCracken. He was in the paper through the week. He's now a car salesman or he's yeah. a trainee car salesman with Arnold Clark. Oh, there you go. He says that he gave up football and I would have argued with him if I had heard him say that, that football gave him up probably around about 1995. And we'll say no more on David. We'll say no more on David. Uh, signings in 1999 see if you remember this guy Paul Sturrock signed I remember him 
Italian defensive midfielder Rafael Bove or Bove, maybe. Mm-hmm. He went on to play. Uh, he played a lot. Actually, he played twice. I, th- I cannot remember him <laughs> at all. Neither can I. He played the grand total of about seventy minutes, I think, in the two games. And then he. Where did we sign him from? Another club. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Well, that, that makes sense. That makes sense. No, I, I kind of genuinely can't remember Raphael. Beauvais. Beauv, Beauvais, no. um could be someone like that. Um I mean we probably you know what you know when I think about it, we probably signed him from another team and uh, there's no much going on him now. I'm looking at his profile and there's no much to report really. No. He was an Italian born Australian okay. who'd been with Sydney Olympic and Dutch club here in Veen. Mm-hmm. He was an under twenty and under twenty three Australian international. He had one full cap for his country and he had a short stay at United and then he went to play for Livorno in Italy but then went back to Australia. Um, so I've actually no idea who we actually signed him from. No. He started one game and he was uh, he came on as a sub in another. So he played more than Schneider played for us? Yes, yeah, well, well fucking hell. Um, yeah, so I think he was here for about two weeks and then disappeared. Yeah. So there you go. That's, uh, well, uh, Honestly, I've no recollection of that guy whatsoever. No recollection of Rafi Bove. No. Yeah, probably not that memorable. No. Hey ho. We move on. Birthdays. You might know these two guys. Mm-hmm. A happy 33rd birthday to David Robertson today. He done no bad for a guy that run funny. He really did. He Remember when he scored with his arse? Oh, that was, that was his, the highlight of his United career. It doesn't matter what he done after that or before that. That is what people remember him for. The funny run and scoring against Rangers with his butt cheeks. Yes. and uh, What a night that was at Tannadice. It's crazy, wasn't it? That was brilliant. Yeah. That was one of the class nights at Tannadice. That really was. What an atmosphere. One more birthday for you. Mm-hmm. 61 today. A big happy birthday to Davy Dodds. Davy Dodds. He's 61. Shit boy. I never seen Davy Dodds before my time. You definitely seen uh, him, I could tell. Your old man was, definitely seen him. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's actually my old man's the only he's he's more handsome than Davy, but I don't say that about many people, but the old man definitely got the handsome looks of Davy Dodds. <laughs> But uh, Davy Dodds played something like 360 games for us. 369 games, 150 yeah. goals. That's a good return. I mean, it's no into the Messi and Ronaldo brackets or a goal a game for a thousand games, but it's that is a, a hell of a good return. Mm-hmm. Hell of a good return. If he had a stuck in it a wee bit more, though, he might have reached like a Shankland level goal return. He is United's third top goal scorer of all time and is obviously a Hall of Famer. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, the last time I saw Davy Dodds because he was, I think, does he work at Tannadice on match days? Because he, he was coming around the Heggy. You probably I think it was the end of last season. He was coming yeah. in with Tom Cairns, and he was just getting introduced and just saying hi to all the fans that were getting pushed before the game. He'd be one of those legends now that do that along with Heggy, Hamish, Holy, um, Holy, and that. Yeah. Help us, yeah. Say that as if we know them. You know, say hi to them. Yeah, um, yeah. So he, he, I imagine that's still a role that. He does a wee bit of that, mm-hmm. definitely. Yeah, definitely. No, I, I mean, 
Christ, I would, I would give anything to play one game for United. You know, he played 369 games. Yep. 369 150 goals. 150 goals. Um, 28 goals the year that we won the league. Mm-hmm. That's a healthy return. I reckon Shankland might outdo that though. The year that we won the league again. It's, um, it, 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 the kind of goal run that he's on right now. Mm. If, and it's a big if, you know, always is with a striker. But if you keep that up, it's a phenomenal return. Phenomenal return. Yeah, f- for us it's unheard of. Like that, more than a goal a game. Well, yeah, I mean, let's, and you may have noticed there's not always a script involved in this show. Where's, who's the last player that you can think of, and we'll double check it, who would have been a goal scorer to that kind of number? I'm talking minimum of 20. Yeah, Brewster. 25, 30 is probably what we're looking at. Uh, In a season. Yeah, it was. I think Brewster. Maybe John Daly. So Br- Brewster's best return was 20 goals. In a season. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In the 94 season the cup winning season because he got the goal bonus right yeah that's right yeah and then 19 goals yeah he got well i would imagine yeah well brewster and i would imagine john daly because he was he was a good goal scorer and john daly got 22 goals in the 2012 season yeah 25 anyone big shell maybe olufsen billy dodds Dodds, yeah, well, maybe. Maybe. People maybe. are shouting at us right now. Oh, guaranteed, yeah. Uh, 23 goals for Shell, 1998. Yeah, that's a, that's a good return. Very good return. We are genuinely winging this, by the way, folks, and we're not sitting with the facts in front of us. We're... Dodds not got enough, 17 right. is his top. Okay. Robbie Winters, I don't think we'd have got it, even when we got that million pound for him, yeah. or whatever it was, I'd be really surprised if he was... He was kind of near near that. Mm-hmm. 17's his best return. Yeah. No, so but it's, especially modern, and it's a modern day, but the last 20 years, mm-hmm. you're telling me Shell's the last one. Yeah. Daily. People, daily. Daily, sorry. 22. So what year did I say? That was 2012 for Daily. So, yeah, but again, it's no 25, it's no, you know what I mean? Yeah. But to get that kind of return, mm-hmm. it just shows special special yeah. talent like league goals I mean mm-hmm. league goals especially but totally he's on is it 11 and 10 I think it is because he only yeah. scored one in the bet Fred yeah. but who cares about the bet Fred um, but there's something something really special could be there you know we I think we all know that if he does that well yeah he'd probably not be in Tangerine for too long but as long as he's here we just you just want him to do as, as best as, as possible you know Score as many goals as he as physically possible for him, and just see where it takes us. And there's accusations from other fans of other teams that say, "Oh, you're just relying on Shankland a lot." Aye, well, you know, Man City rely on De Bruyne quite a lot, and Barcelona rely on Messi quite a lot. You know, if you take the best player out of a team, a lot of teams will will struggle a wee bit. So he's clearly the best player in the team based on goals. And we're, we're fully utilising him just now. The good thing, well, you filled that time. Mm-hmm. I found the answer to our... Okay. Well, I've not found the answer, but I've now got a list to give you. So top goal scorers, we'll go all competitions, right? Or I can go league, what would you like? We'll go all competitions, it'll be easier. Mm-hmm. 
So, goody, see you in there. I'm just, I'll, I'll run through it by year, right, all right? Okay. So it'll be easier. So, Shanklin Minow's on 11. Last year, Nicky Clark, 15. Scott McDonald, 17 18, got 16 goals. Uh, the season before that, Tony Andrew, 19. Billy Mackay, 13. Nadir Chief G, 16. Chief G again, 17. Johnny Russell, 20. John Daly, 22. Goody, 19. So that gets us to the end of the 2011 season, right? Here's some real brutal numbers for you. This is the top goal scorer for us mm-hmm. in all competitions. 2010, John Daly, 13. 2009, Franz and Daza, 10. <laughs> 2008, the man you didn't like much of, Noel Hunt, 18. That's no, that's no fair. I didn't want him to sign him when he signed. True, sorry, he yeah. Brilliant. Sorry, but he's probably got decent says feet. Uh, 2007, Barry Robson, 12. 2006, top goal scorer, all competitions for the club. Lee Miller, eight. Eight. That's, that's horrendous. Um, Jim McIntyre, 16. Jim McIntyre, 11. Jim McIntyre, nine. Stephen Thompson, 10. Derek Lilly, seven. <laughs> 2001 season. That's a mint. Seven. Uh, Billy Dodds, 10. Dodgy, 17. Olsen, 23. Olsen, 13. Brewster, 19. Top goal scorer, 1995. Jim Nixon, nine. Nine. That was the year we went down. Oh, we're yeah. fucking hopeless that year. It was horrible. Horrible. Brewster before that, 20. Paddy Conley, 19. Uh, Duncan Ferguson, 16. We can keep going and going. It looks like, on a quick look, and I know someone will probably correct me, the top goal scorer ever in a season is Kenny Cameron in 69 with 36 goals. But in the kind of more recent, popular times... Mm, Colour TV... Yes, it would be Davy Dodds and Ian Ferguson, who both got 28 goals uh, in the 83 and Ian Ferguson in the 87 season. Mm. Something special happening right now with that boy that wears 24 on his back. Yeah, yeah. But if if you were to guarantee that he would match that tall, he would take that. Mm. Because you, you're you're obviously then hoping that other boys contribute as well. I mean, the biggest the biggest game that we had this season, the biggest result we had, he only scored one. And it was a penalty. And he'd done his best to miss that. He mm-hmm. aimed it at the keeper. <laughs> uh, so you, you're just hoping if he can get 28 goals, that's phenomenal return for us. And hopefully other people are chipping in with goals. Definitely. Episode 13. Unlucky for some, we used a bit of our luck yesterday. And for the first time, we have had to calm the nerves by drinking an alcoholic <laughs> beverage this evening. <laughs> Dode Fox podcast pints. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> to make up for the couple of days that it's been. Um, but hey, we go again. We go again. Mm-hmm. It's just another game of morning. Yep. It's back to back to what we know. You know, we need the three points. Mm-hmm. We want the three points. But the important thing is we can't expect the three points. We need to work. We need to earn. And we need to deserve them mm-hmm. over 90 minutes. Yes, we need some luck. And my word, we got luck on Saturday. It was yeah. on our side. I tell you, you look out for that boy who's got 24 on his back, there's always a chance. Mm-hmm. With an arch, a goal scorer like that in our team, there is always, yeah. always a chance. You're never out of it, that's for sure. Never out of it. I don't want to go making predictions this week. I don't think there's a need to make a prediction. We all know what we need. We need three points, a big three points, another big crowd. Near 8,000 on Saturday. 8,000! Yeah, that's phenomenal backing from the fans, it really is. You know, 
the players know they need to give us something to cheer about. Mm-hmm. But my word, when we're behind them, we're behind them. You know? And yeah, we'll get on their back now and again. Of course we will. You know, people will go and miss the two goals because they were frustrated on Saturday. It happens. People get annoyed. Mm-hmm. People get ill. People get nowhere. People need to leave. People just want to leave. You know? But it's that why we love the game so much. As I know, if you leave early, you can get your car away. We know this. Yeah. But if that, and it's not a dig at anybody, by the way, this is why football's the blooming game that it is. Yeah, but you live for moments like oh. like the 92nd minute uh, on Saturday. You, you absolutely live for them. If you could get them every week, Christ, you'd, you'd snap the hand off of that offer. But it's, yeah, here. Hopefully it's a wee bit more comfortable. Less heart-wrenching on Saturday, but if it takes until the 92nd minute to get the winner, bring it on. A winner is a winner. <laughs> you are damn right on that one. We are at Dode Fox Podcast on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and on our SoundCloud. Remember, we're on all the podcast platforms, Apple, Google, Spotify. If you know someone else that doesn't know about the podcast, let them know about it. If you've got somebody in your work, somebody in the family, or you've got a group chat that people don't know about it, do please keep sharing. The amount of people that do listen to it amazes us, amazes us every single week for the amount of comments we get, followers, especially on Twitter. The follower count is ridiculous amounts. You know, it's about 1,300 or whatever it is. Do keep sharing, do keep getting involved with us. You know, we kind of love coming on and getting doing this and for the, what people say we're doing something right you might not always agree with what we say no and, and pull, that's fine and pull us up on it a lot of people agree what paul says but you know i don't know why um i certainly don't agree what siggy says about macaroni and mustard but anyway but th- that's the kind of thing we do but yeah pull us up on it or, or if you want to have a blether about something or correct us about someone else mm-hmm. do it you'll find us in the heggy before the game you find another boy drinking john smith's longer than i do but well you know you changed man. You're a changed man this week. Yeah. John Smith and Ian Harks. I'm in my cheating for- on somebody. I'm in my forties now. Okay. <laughs> I'm getting old. I've no hair. I've got grey in my beard. And I'm getting a bit of a belly. So John Smith says. So aren't you two hot dogs? I'll say no more. <laughs> That is it for episode 13. Thank you very much, Stephen. It does continue to listen and support. Uh, you can uh, like and review and whatever. If you can rate and review us on uh, Apple, thank you very much to everyone who has, but it does really help us and we'll be back after the Morton game next Saturday. And amazingly, we're saying this with episode number 14. The Dude Fox Podcast.